Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of the podcast. How did we get to episode 75 already? I have no idea, but here we are. Well, I do know, actually. (laughs) I recorded podcast episodes. You listen to them, and here we are at episode 75. It's fun to be here, and I hope you're doing well in kind of the middle to end of your week here. I was in the office today. Now I'm back. I'm recording this. And next week, I'm taking the week off. I'm taking a staycation. I'm sure I'll be talking about that next week as I'm taking it because I'm really looking forward to it. And just random topic unrelated to today's episode, although maybe it is related. Maybe I can tie it in. I love to take PTO just for myself, for no reason. It's not my kid's spring break. We're not doing a big family vacation next week. I am just taking time off purely for myself. And if you haven't done this before, I encourage you to try it. Of course, I'm lucky to have a PTO balance and a PTO benefits that allow me to do that. But if you have PTO accrued, try taking a day off or a week off just for yourself and see what happens. I find it to be pretty glorious. And I don't make plans around, oh, I'm taking a week off, so I'm going to (laughs) declutter and reorganize my garage. I don't set these tasks for myself. I literally just take time off and relax and do what I feel like doing. And I don't check email. I just make sure people have my cell phone. If they have something urgent they need to get a hold of me for, it's pretty awesome. I think when you unplug like that, your brain adjusts a little bit. I don't know. To me, it feels like my brain shifts and I get to this point where I've decompressed and I'm I'm unwinding and I just feel so good and, and so clear-headed. And I always get back to work after those times and really thank myself for taking that time off because I feel refreshed and ready to go. So that's what I'm looking forward to next week. In the meantime, I still have a couple more very busy days at work, but it's all good. And and here we are podcasting too. So today I want to talk about service from surplus. And really what I'm going to give you today is a really helpful, simple way of looking at how you create value and contribute to the world and in two different ways, two different models for doing that. One is what I would call service from surplus. That's the new and improved way I'm going to teach you on this podcast. The other is what I would call service from sacrifice, which I think is how most of us think of serving and contributing in the world. That's our default model. That's the traditional conventional model that we learn. I'm going to talk about both. And I think Sometimes when you're able to explain things in a simple way and just have a simple point of reference that you can go back to, it's really helpful to start making changes because you can look at what you're doing and you can look at your options and you can just very easily see what bucket they fall into and give yourself a prompt for thinking about shifts that you can make. So at a high level, Service from surplus is the concept that the way we fuel our service and create service and contribution in the world is by taking such good care of ourselves that we 
fill ourselves up, we fill up our own tanks, and we keep filling and filling and filling until we have a surplus of time, of energy, of inspiration. We get that surplus through really good self-care, and I'll talk about that more as we go through this episode. And that surplus then spills over into the world, into our ability to serve, to serve our families, to serve at work, to uh, to serve our purpose, our life's purpose, to serve in other ways that matter to us. And I think this concept of service and its relation to self-care is so important because I think a lot of us are highly motivated by service. We want to help. We want to have a positive impact in our families and at work and in the world in general. And sometimes <laughs> our motivation for self-care might t- take uh, a backseat to that motivation to serve others. But what I love about the model of looking at service c- coming from a surplus of your care for yourself is that self-care becomes a vehicle to serve. Now, at a high level, the other conventional model that I think a lot of us tend to default to is service from sacrifice, meaning we take parts of ourselves, we give of ourselves to to others, to work, to family, to other good things that we're trying to do in the world, but we do it... (laughs) as our first priority before we've necessarily taken care of ourselves or sometimes at the expense of taking care of ourselves. And we feel like we have to sacrifice ourselves in order to take care of others and in order to contribute to others. We, it's this very linear way of thinking of things of, you know, I have this much to give and I can either give it to myself or I can give it to the world. I can't do both. And so I I want to help the world or family, work, whatever the thing outside of yourself is that you're trying to help. So I'm going to give of myself to that. And then there's less for me. It's like a math equation (laughs) that you're doing in your head. Or I was talking in a recent episode about Uh, the pie model, where you have a pie that's all your time and energy and you're slicing it up and handing out slices to other people. And that's, that's the service from sacrifice model. More pie for you, less pie for me. But service from surplus is growing your pie. <laughs> it's making a bigger pie by taking better care of yourself. And then it's never an issue of running out of pie. Everyone gets as much pie as they want to, including the, the people that you want to serve and including yourself. So this is a really different way of looking at things. It's not linear. It's different from how a lot of us are raised in terms of these models of like sacrifice and duty and obligation and thinking about that as the way to create good in the world. And if that were the best way to create good in the world, if the the best way to create good in the world was to sacrifice yourself to do it, I actually think that would be a pretty good argument for sacrificing, right? I actually think that most of us, again, we want to help. We want to do good things for other people. And if 
the best way to do that were to sacrifice yourself, sign me up. Let's do that, right? Because I certainly, I mean, look at me doing this podcast to try to help you and help others. Uh, I have a very strong motivation to serve and to help. And I'm probably going to do what that takes. And if that means some sacrifice, that's okay. I just don't think it's the best way. I don't actually think it works as well as service from surplus. I think that when you use this service from surplus model, and we'll talk next about exactly how to do that, how to create a surplus. When you create a surplus of energy and time and inspiration in your own life, when you expand that pie, I think you are able to give more to the world. And so I'm not just making this as an argument from a self-care perspective. No, I actually think it's better for everyone, people who aren't you. I think it's better for everyone outside of you to actually do this service from surplus model. And when I have experimented in my own life and just observed what has happened, I have consistently found that the better care I take care of myself through the the framework and the, the process that I practice, the better I show up for everyone else. And it's really pretty simple and a win-win at the end of the day. So from a results basis, I think this is the way to go. Now, of course, there are many situations, the exception proves the rule, right? There are many situations where there are things that you sacrifice. So when you have a baby and you're getting up two hours, every two hours all through the night, or maybe you're just up all through the night period, um, that's sacrifice, right? You're sleep deprived, uh, but you're doing that to take care of your baby. There are many, many situations for people that are in difficult situations in terms of not having the best access to resources, uh, not having just basic essentials where people make great sacrifices to take the best care that they can of their family, give the, their children the best chance that they can. That's a little bit different than what I am talking about here because I'm going to assume that a lot of my audience listening to this is not in a situation where you're having trouble getting enough food on the table. Uh, you're living, you know, you're living in a, a first world country in a, in a pretty privileged situation. And I think sometimes we get confused about thinking um, or feeling bad that if we don't have to sacrifice that that's okay. Uh, a lot of us are in a position of really, really great privilege. And I think that's a whole other conversation to have about the, the equity in the world. And is it fair that we have more privilege than other people? No, it's not. And that gets into social justice and a lot of other things that I could talk about outside of the scope of this episode. But here we are in our privileged lives. And what I want to talk about is for someone in a set of privileged circumstances, how can they do the most good in the world? And I think in a set of privileged circumstances where you're, you're born into and you're living in privilege 
I do not think that the way you can do the most good in the world is at great sacrifice of yourself. I think the way that you can do the most good in the world in that situation is by taking good care of yourself, giving yourself what you need, being comfortable, um, doing things that fuel you and energize you. And again, we'll talk about that in just a minute and serving from that place. I really think that is how you can make the biggest contribution. Is it fair that I have more than someone else? No, it isn't. But how do we fix those problems in the world ultimately? I mean, we, we figure out how to collectively contribute to the world to make things better. And the way I think you can make the highest contribution is by first taking care of yourself when you have the means to do that. That was a little bit of a ramble. I hope that made sense. You can certainly uh, let me know if you have any questions on that. But let's talk next, assuming that that made sense, let's talk next about how to create a surplus. (laughs) What's the difference between running at a surplus, running at a deficit, and how do you create that? So you think about your level of time and energy inspiration, creativity, uh, all of those things as being a little meter that's working up like a measurement. And sometimes in our lives, we feel like we don't have enough time. We don't have enough energy. We don't have enough uh, understanding or inspiration or creativity around what we want to do. And those times when you're in lack around those things, you're operating at a deficit, right? Maybe you're sleep deprived. Maybe your calendar is too full. Maybe you are stressed out. You're you're in deficit mode. You're not at your best when you're in that place. And you're certainly not very well equipped to make great contributions to those around you. When you are in surplus mode, it's kind of the opposite. You have, uh, you have plenty of time and energy. You have extra time, energy, and inspiration. And what happens when you have extra time, energy, and inspiration, and you're someone who's motivated around service and around contribution, what do you think happens? What naturally happens is you take that extra, you take that surplus, and you plow it into contribution and into service. So the way to create that surplus, I think, and based on my experience and based on my coaching framework that I teach, is through relaxation and enjoyment. It is through developing your relaxation response and understanding how to effectively deal and process your stress response And it is through enjoying yourself by doing what you want. And there are plenty of other podcast episodes, recent podcast episodes about that. I did one yesterday about enjoyment. I've done multiple other ones on relaxation. Of course, the coaching program that I do has lots of focus on these things and coaching available on them. But when we are relaxed most of the time, enough of the time, when And when we are doing what we want, when we feel satisfied, and when we keep doing that, we keep 
relaxing, we keep feeling safe, we keep enjoying ourselves, we keep feeling satisfied, and we repeat that process, it's like the meter works up. It gradually works up from being in deficit most of the time, inches up, inches up, inches up, to being in surplus. The more you relax, the more you enjoy yourself, the simpler your life becomes, the less busy you become. I know that's hard to understand, but remember a lot of our busyness and our inability to set good boundaries and make good decisions about how we're committing our time, a lot of that stems from making decisions from our stress response and from agreeing to do things that we don't really want to do and people pleasing and things like that. So when you can shift from that to being in your relaxation response, making decisions from there where you can make really good decisions, you can prioritize effectively, you can see clearly, and to choosing more things that are what you want to do instead of people-pleasing and approval-seeking, the more you do that, the more you fill up your own tank, the more you take care of yourself. And as you accumulate those acts of self-care and relaxation and enjoyment, your tank fills up and up and up until it is brimming over and until you have a surplus of of extra you to give to the world. You can be extra, right? <laughs> I mean it a little bit differently than being extra, but you have, you have a surplus of you to give to the world. And you have to be willing in this process to temporarily let go of your focus on helping others, even though that's what a lot of us really want to do and that's how we're wired, and focus on helping yourself. And if you are someone that has noticed that you have a hard time, you, you say, oh, I should do more self-care or I should set better boundaries or I should take more time for myself. Um, or you heard me talking about taking uh, PTO just for myself at the beginning, taking time off just for myself at the beginning of this episode. And you were like, oh, that sounds great. I should do that. But it's something that you never actually do. I want you to think about your motivation, because if you are someone who's motivated by service, you might just not decide to do those things that are just for you because they're not serving others. But when you can start to think about this model that maybe I can actually do more for others by doing more for myself first, you start to try that in, in baby steps in ways that feel safe and comfortable to you and appealing to you to do, you start to see a different way of doing things. You start to see, oh, actually, when I temporarily set aside helping others and I help myself, I do things for me, I see that reflected back in the way I contribute to the world after I've filled up my own tank. And so it's something that you have to see to believe in a sense. You have to start experimenting and start trying this for yourself to build up some evidence. But as you build up that evidence and as you start to see how this plays out and that this does actually work better <laughs> to be quote unquote selfish and then create that surplus to contribute to the rest of the world from. When you start building up evidence of that, you start making it easier to do that because you can still be motivated 
around wanting to serve and around wanting to make a difference and wanting to help people. But that motivation is now supplemented by the knowledge that the best way for me to do that is by serving myself first. So that is service from surplus. It's the idea that when we take really good care of ourselves, when we prioritize our own relaxation and our own enjoyment, each time we do that, each act of that builds up and up and up. It's like fueling our tank. The meter is going up of our time and our energy and everything else. And eventually we get a surplus of time and energy and inspiration that we're able to turn into service to our families, our work, the world overall. So that is my concept for you today that is different from how we think about service. Usually we usually think about service from sacrifice, giving of yourself, you know, serving others at the expense of yourself. But what if we could change that paradigm to service from surplus? Is there a way you can take the, try that out, like block off a day of work or just even honestly, the way I coach is just working on your relaxation response, self-awareness around that, working on uh, giving yourself permission to, to do things that you want to do again, in ways that feel comfortable to you, as I talked about in yesterday's episode and just taking baby steps from there. And you always get to evaluate your results. You go through this process and take your next step based on what you see is working for you. And you can be your own authority in that way. So I hope that was a helpful concept today. I know it was a complete just mind shift for me when I really caught on to that, that, oh, like actually treating myself better is the way for me to help other people getting in tune with myself, building my relationship with myself is the way that I can do more in the world. And that was what ultimately motivated me to treat my own self better and have better self-care was seeing that result that I could create from that. So hopefully that is true for you too. If you want coaching or help with any of this, if you are looking at this and saying, that sounds so good in theory, but here's my situation in my life. How do I apply it to my life? How do I make this happen? Because I'm not really seeing how it adds up for my specific situation. You are in a perfect place to get some coaching on that. And you can find out more about how to do that by going to my website at lifesimplybetter.com. All right, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm wishing you much relaxation and enjoyment, and we will talk again soon.